Welcome to the Employee Onboarding Podcast, the only place to learn from the world's leading people operators on how to craft a magical onboarding experience. This podcast is brought to you by Process Street, the AI-powered platform that revolutionizes how HR teams design, manage, and automate their most vital processes, craft memorable employee experiences, cultivate company culture, and significantly reduce turnover with Process Street. Sign up for a free account at www.process.st. Join thousands of iconic people teams in companies like Salesforce, MIT, and Accenture that trust Process Street for all their people processes. Welcome to the Employee Onboarding Podcast, where we are unpacking great onboarding ideas and best practices from the world's top HR practitioners and thought leaders. At Process Street, that starts with our mission to make recurring work fun, fast, and faultless for teams everywhere. My name is Erin Rice, and I'm the People and Operations Coordinator here at Process Street. Today, I'm joined by Vicki. Vicki is a passionate HR enthusiast and career coach with over a decade of experience. She discovered her love for HR at a young age when she participated in NGOs with dedicated HR departments. It was there that she conducted interviews, recruited new members, designed onboarding and training programs, and developed initiatives to enhance motivation and engagement. Later, she would go on to work for a recruitment agency where she honed skills in talent acquisition before transitioning to a business consulting firm. That was when Vicki had the chance to take charge of the entire HR department, overseeing recruitment processes, implementing employer branding initiatives, facilitating onboarding and training, conducting appraisal reviews, and handling exit procedures. She has worked for two different entities in two different countries, further expanding her cross-cultural understanding. Currently, Vicki's main focus as an HR professional is employer branding and employee experience and engagement. Wow, Vicki, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so happy to be part of this. So before we dive in, I'd like to ask a question, um, you know, just to sort of get everybody comfortable. What is the last book that you read or are currently reading? Uh, I'm currently reading uh, The Basic for uh, Financial Education, which is uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it's different from what I'm usually reading. Like, But it's nice because I was part of a course, like financial one for women, and uh, I'm learning a lot of stuff about budget. So I really recommend for those who didn't read it, like to do. That's amazing. So just really paving the way to have financial freedom? Yes. As every generation now, like especially the, the young generation. I think that's what everybody in this world is after. Yes. Great. So what we really came here for, employee onboarding. So why don't you share a little bit about your current position in your company and maybe the different projects that you're working on? Uh, yes. So as you mentioned, I'm... Um, what, well, um, at my current company, uh, when I started, I was doing um, recruitment interviews. After that, I, uh, I transitioned to like um, employer branding, um, development, then to uh, engagement. Like I was doing, like I covered most of the HR processes at my current um, company, but now I'm more focused on engagement processes and uh, everything that it's related to employee satisfaction how we can retain them. Uh, also, uh, I'm uh, helping with the employer branding strategy. And uh, basically, these are like the three main thing processes that I, I'm covering now. 
Great. So joining your current company, can you share a little bit about your onboarding experience with the company? Yes, uh, it was around uh, five years and a half ago. And uh, still, it was a memorable uh, experience because I uh, I felt important during the process. Uh, my onboarding um, process uh, was experience was very tailored to to my role, and uh, uh, it involved a lot of uh, research, a lot of job shadowing, which was very nice. And uh, I had during the whole onboarding process, which usually is around three months. At our company, it really differs uh, on the department, but still, usually we have a checklist and it, we have activities that should happen during three months. So uh, I had a lot of uh, support during this month uh, and uh, I was allowed even to do some mistakes because usually people, when they are in a new company, they are afraid if they will do a mistake or something like that, but I had the constant support and uh, uh, it was nice that I wasn't thrown directly into the work because I, I was doing uh, some job shadowing at the beginning, which really helped. And um, some uh, things that I remember, which were like a maybe wow experience, uh, experience is that, um, first of all, uh, during the onboarding period, um, in the first days, I was given um office tour where I was um, introduced to all the employees, which are around like more than 100. And I felt um, welcomed and important. And after that, uh, I also had in the first days, I was having lunch with the colleagues because they were inviting me, which was very important because I felt already as part of the team because I wasn't like eating alone. I didn't know anyone. So it was nice having like this, uh, this small thing that really matter and another thing that i remember is having um like a, a how to say a meeting like a tea meeting with the ceo which was also part of the onboarding and during that session like we had a feedback session the ceo was asking different questions and i felt important and hurt which is very important for a new employee to have this kind of experience yeah, absolutely. That's really like how you achieve that buy-in so early on in employee's journey. Yes. So do you, are you familiar with the term pre-boarding? Well, everything that's hap uh, that is happening before the person is hired, I guess this is pre-boarding. Uh, pre yeah. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. What would you say is the role that pre-boarding plays into onboarding? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that the pre-boarding is very important and may, many companies, they don't, they don't see this like as an essential part of the process because they think that once the job offer is accepted and let's say that the, um, uh, the new employee is starting like in two weeks, in one month, they don't do nothing during this period and they just expect the person to start. But uh, during um, uh, from our experience, uh, we understood that um, it's very important to be in constant communication with the new employee uh, because uh, it shows that you care and you want that employee to be part of the team, which means like maybe giving some access to some um, study materials or sending the onboarding agenda. Um, so, because many employees, uh, many candidates, they still browse jobs, even if they have already <laughs> accepted uh, your offer. So that it's very important if you are in constant communication, like during this like pre-boarding period, 
you are on the top of their mind and um, they feel that they are like important and uh, you expect them to join so that's it's very important like this constant support and communication before the starting date absolutely you don't want to lose them to the competition before they even start yes, <laughs> yes. Are there um, any tips that you would or could or do share with after um, somebody does start their onboarding process with ensuring um, that they're successful in those first few weeks or maybe three months of their onboarding? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, usually we encourage them to be proactive and to, la- to ask as many questions as possible uh, because this period when they're saying that they are just getting um, to the speed and they are learning because you cannot take um, the reality of one company and implement it like with the whole process to, to your company. It's very different like the process. So we give them time like to, to understand, to get into the, the process. So they need to also, we recommend them to show also initiative and um, show willingness to connect with team members, just not to stay in their corner, but if they want to be part of the team, they need like maybe to uh, to get involved in some like meetings in some office events depends on um, on what's happening and uh, but it's also important for the new hires um, because there is a thin be- uh, line between asking many questions and be mindful of the manager's time uh, mm-hmm. because we had experience when uh, maybe the person wasn't really listening or taking notes and they were asking the same questions again and again and this is also not it's not what we are encouraging because you also need like you ask question when you have like a difficult situation but you also need to take some time and do maybe some research by yourself or it's like finding the balance between two uh, these two but also like be proactive like seek uh, answers independently but turn to the team leader when uh, you are like have difficult moments absolutely and is your company um, a hybrid company, fully remote or all in person? Uh, we have all three uh, working arrangements. Okay. We have uh, hybrid for uh, for the local because we have um, offices in some countries, and uh, our uh, the biggest office is in uh, Moldova, and here we have the hybrid uh, work arrangement. But we also have a lot of. Um, full-time freelancers, let's say so, contractors, and they are like fully remotely. So we have all the regimes. And how does your onboarding vary based on how much time you get with them in person? Well, it doesn't. (laughs) The only thing that varies uh, is uh, the format of the meeting. Some, uh, if the person is like uh, local uh, near the office, like we might have some um training some meetings in the office but if it's remote it just happens online but we still do all the items from our onboarding checklist we don't miss or we don't um the only things that may differ is like maybe some benefits or something but usually we don't want to make the difference because people that are remote they shouldn't be uh, they shouldn't feel that they are outside of the company or um, so we do the same processes that's awesome. Do the remote people also get access to the social things that you talked about, like the lunches and that kind of stuff? We have those. Okay, lunches, it's hard to tell because, yes, they are physical, but we do like um, uh, 
kind of like um, coffee breaks or how they are called happy hour or something like that, like on Fridays when we just connect and then talk on random topics. But those that I also mentioned regarding like meeting with the CEO or we also have me if, um, feedback meetings with the HR after one month, then after two months, we have another meeting with the um, supervisor. They're happening like online, but they're still happening. Awesome. But uh, in terms, if your question was also how we stay connected with uh, our um, remote colleagues is that we have um, different communication channels. For example, we have um, a monthly internal newsletter where we, because um, we are so, our workforce is very is splitted um, among a lot of countries. Our uh, monthly newsletter helps a lot to stay connected and be aligned with the company's objectives because it it includes a lot of things like um, company stats. Um, we also, um, there we mentioned top performers. We have some educational like um, sections highlights of the, of the math we can have interviews with uh, with different uh, colleagues from different departments in those newsletters and they really stay connected and we hear people that they are like when we are delayed a bit with the release of the newsletter they are asking where is the <laughs> when will the newsletter be released and they are happy when they see themselves because we have sections where you can um, send thank you notes like to some colleague from different departments and they are like colleagues from different countries. So this uh, this is a tool that really helps us stay connected. But of course, other uh, channels like um, internal chats on different topics that we have and we discuss depending on the topic. So we try to stay connected with these means. It's time for a quick intermission to appreciate our sponsor, Process Street. Want to build beautiful, engaging, and efficient employee onboarding processes? Looking to streamline your HR processes into wonderful AI-powered workflows? Look no further than Process Street. Just like Cargill, Colliers, and Hartford Healthcare, you too can trust Process Street with your key people processes. Visit www.process.st today. So I think that's so great that it sounds like your team gets a lot of value out of this newsletter. Is that something that was in place before you joined or something that you brought on? Uh, it wasn't. Uh, it was part of uh, my employer branding strategy when I um, when I was uh, when I transitioned to this role. So it was something new, and it w- and this newsletter uh, um, changed for time because there are sections that they remain the same, but we can also add new things, like add new section that can uh, one month they can be another cannot. So they are flexible, but still. Um, it's something that is expected and it's really, <laughs> people are reading it and uh, it's appreciated, especially since we are working remotely, like since the pandemic, the, the newsletter got like more important in the organization. Absolutely. I love that. Can you share a little bit about, um, maybe other ways that you help to keep new hires or new teammates, um, ingrained in the company culture? ingrained um yes like getting them into a space where they're contributing and participating mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, um, since the first day they are involved in all uh, the meetings, because usually our um, teams, they have regular meetings and especially we also have some um, onboarding and induction uh, checklist with the team leaders and they have a regular uh, meetings with this uh, newcomer and they ensure that if everything pops up, if, if something is wrong, they can like um, improve it on the spot. And uh, we also have these regular um, feedback meetings that I uh, mentioned, like where we, like with the HR, with the supervisor, with the CEO, where we gather insights from different perspectives, of course. And um, we have different initiatives, like depends on the, um, uh, if there is a holiday or if there is like a celebration or something like that, like um, we have online um, initiatives going on uh, where we connect, but we also have like offline in the office. So we try this to, to combine once we have even because uh, the company is very like, um, um, like they, we have different um, uh, cultures. Uh, we also had a moment when we shared different traditions from uh, everyone's country, like uh, during like an uh, online uh, break, like meeting. It was really nice, like to learn something new from uh, every country and people were sharing and it was really nice. And we tried to have like these kind of meetings, like on random topics and uh, just to, to speak something also um, besides work. So they feel more connected. And to your but point, we also have. Uh, I also didn't mention. Uh, maybe this is a common thing, or maybe not. Depends on the company. But besides the newsletter, we also have um, the um, all hands meeting. Like it's like a company wide, and we do it like quarterly, and we meet with all the employees, and we try to have an interactive agenda and the presentation where we encourage different questions, uh, where we have like um, different quizzes and so on. And sometimes we also have some fun stuff there. So it's also like um, uh, people are connecting and asking questions and it's, it helps with the communication. Absolutely. And, and you mentioned earlier that your experience you felt important from day one. And it sounds like you have put a lot of different initiatives in place to ensure that that importance continues even post onboarding, you know, as that person is becoming more and more a part of the company. Yes. Yes. That's lovely. Well, yeah, our onboarding, we have like, I mentioned that we have an onboarding checklist and the same as the newsletter, it evolved for time. It has more items now. And we realized that if we don't put it in that checklist, it won't happen or it will, it will be skipped. Even this, uh, small, uh, review meetings or even some, I don't know, send a welcome card or pull the person, like include the person in some, like, I don't know, internal chat, like all these small things, they should be tracked because if they are not there, uh, it might happen that you miss and then the person doesn't feel very well or it feels excluded from the group. So it's very important to track all these things that should happen. So yeah. Awesome. Are your onboarding checklists in like a like a software tool or do you use them like paper? Uh no, we don't have a software tool yet. We are still we are sticking to Excel now, like with like responsible person when it should happen and so on. 
but maybe uh, once we um, um, grow more as like a number we might uh, feel the need like to to have like a software especially when you want to connect the documentation uh, like more processes no it's it, it's nice when you have like a software that helps you absolutely well that's what process street does so you let me know if you're ready <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> Um, so tell me a little bit of, um, like, where do you see onboarding going in the future? It's changed so much, you know, just since COVID even, um, and it's rapidly changing with introduction of, of tools that are AI, um, based. I'm very curious to hear, you know, after 10 years of experience in this industry, where do you think onboarding is going? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting that um, we had this uh, call scheduled and uh, I think this uh, the past days I was reading an article about onboarding and they were there. Uh, they were saying about uh, turning the onboarding into a game, like um, having a gamification process of onboard. And it was a really nice thing because uh, it gives um, it was about like uh, having um, the new hire, not just like trainings and so on, but also having different assignments and levels to pass so he can pass the board. And these things like I feel like this is pretty exciting because uh, it's memorable for them, especially for the new generation, because they are the ones who are entering the workforce and they have high expectations. And um, what I see like uh, the onboarding uh, evolving is about this automation and especially this gamification thing that we can do, like having assignments where uh, the person can, um, he needs to establish, like to complete some homework or to establish a meeting with a person. He needs to look for the person, like just to be very interactive and uh, the person needs to get out of his or her comfort zone to, to complete some tasks. And this is something really exciting, the gamification part. But also uh, maybe another thing that I see, and maybe something that uh, some companies are missing is having more people involved in the onboarding process. Because usually when you say onboarding, uh, you feel it's just the HR and it's maybe the team leader. These are the only uh, people involved, but it's nice when you have more people from different departments so the person can have a cross-functional like interaction uh, can uh, receive a different uh, perspective from different people from different teams like meeting them understanding how they can collaborate and so on and also uh, people from different uh, departments can um, bring their contribution to the process maybe come with some improvements once they are involved so this is also something that i believe the onboarding process is missing and maybe it can change uh, in the future. Uh, and uh, maybe something like automation of different like repetitive tasks, like, uh, but it's already happening, like some presentations that can be like a video or some uh, steps, step by step guides that can be like done for interactive tools. So it's already happening and it's pleasing to know that. But uh, there is still more to to do in terms of onboarding. Yeah, absolutely. I love that idea of turning onboarding into a game because you're exactly right. Mm. This next generation um, entering the workforce is going to have very high expectations of us. And and life is, you know, coincides with work and work has to be fun. 
Yes, I agree with that. And you need to have like uh, to receive pleasure from what you're doing. And if you're not, then it's 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 sad because you need like you, need, you invest around forty hours per week. And if you're not having fun and you're not passionate about what you're doing, well, <laughs> it's sad. Yeah, and it it's only going to take you know a handful of companies to gamify their onboarding to encourage mm-hmm. and sort of force everyone else into that path because. Then when you're comparing, you know, apples to apples, it's going to be apples to oranges and the the companies that are onboarding the old boring way, you know, like we did with manuals when we first started out, um, are are not going to have a competitive edge anymore. Yes, that's true. And especially because the onboarding period, it's, it's called like the honeymoon for the new employees and they're very excited in this period. And it's nice when you're giving like something wow during this period when they can get involved and like the communication part can do that. That's amazing. That was going to be my last question is like, what is that key wow moment? But you're exactly right. Like having that buy-in and being able to sort of carry that through their entire employment is going to be super key. Yes, but but also in terms of like uh, wow thing um, for new hires, is um, that it's nice when companies can provide freedom like uh, to do the jobs because many they uh, micromanage or or they track each task but it's nice when the new hire is coming and um, he feels that he has the freedom to do his job uh, and he's not monitored so strictly so he can come with initiatives and creativity and um, this is important for them absolutely that's great well, Vicky, I think that's all the time we have. Thank you so much for joining me across the ocean um, and being able to share all of your insights. This has been so lovely. I've written so many of my own little nuggets that I got from your answers um, of things that I want to bring to my company. So I appreciate all of your time. I'm, so, I'm happy to hear that some tips are useful for, for other companies. It's nice when the companies are sharing um, good practices so we can learn and we can improve our process and we can improve even more. Maybe we think that it's good, but there is more uh, space for more improvement and so on. Absolutely. We can only keep getting better, right? Yes. Yes. Awesome. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Employee Onboarding Podcast brought to you by Process Street. If this discussion ignited a spark to revolutionize your HR processes, why not give Process Street a shot? It's a no-code platform trusted by thousands of teams around the world, large and small, including powerhouses like Salesforce. Visit www.process.st to sign up for a free trial and embark on a journey to efficient, powerful workflows.